Welcome to Let's Talk Whatever. I'm Wendy, and I hope that you all are having a great week so far. But yeah, we have two big holidays coming up this week. Um, If you're Asian of any sort, then you should know that Lunar New Year's is coming up on Friday, February 12th. And of course, we have Valentine's Day coming up on February 14th this Sunday. This week's episode is going to be about Lunar New Year's, or what people would call Chinese New Year's, but I'm going to stick with Lunar New Year's because not only Chinese people celebrate this holiday, most Asian communities do, um, such as Koreans, Vietnamese, but yeah, a lot of people do refer it to Chinese New Year's. In this episode, if I say Chinese New Year's, then I mean Lunar New Year's. I'll try to say Lunar New Year's. So let's get right into the topic. What is Lunar New Year's? For Chinese people, we also call it Spring Festival. Um, Though a lot of people call it Chinese New Year's, like I said, most Asian cultures do celebrate it. So to be more inclusive, we should use the term Lunar New Year's. And how is this different from our regular uh, New Year's on January 1st? Well, Lunar New Year's follows the lunar calendar, as the name states. Um, There's no set date of it for every year. It can range from January 21st to February 21st. And the lunar calendar is still very important in Chinese culture, even though we have moved to the Gregorian calendar to be um, the same with the rest of the world. Today's episode is going to be more about um, what I know of Lunar New Year's as a Chinese American and doing some research on it. Most of the traditional holidays are still based off of the lunar calendar. Modern Chinese calendars include lunar dates on them. So if you see um, at Chinese restaurants, they might have a calendar that's hung up that's um, red. And then you'll see on the calendar that there's the regular dates on there in black. And then there's also dates in red color. And those are usually the lunar, that's usually the lunar calendar with significant dates on those as well. It is the longest Chinese holiday, uh, one of the national holidays in China. I'll go more in detail about this, but the younger generation usually will um, go back to their hometowns and rural villages to celebrate with their family um, because the younger generation is usually working in the cities. There are many traditions that happen around Chinese New Year's, Lunar New Year's for um, Chinese people. These include eating dumplings, which I have heard is primarily for those that are in the northern part of China. And then for the southern part of China, they eat tang yuan, which is basically a glutinous rice ball in soup and can be eaten either sweet or savory. But for me personally, I like the sweet ones. And of course, a lot of the food that are usually eaten during Lunar New Year have a significant or special meaning to them, uh, such as the Tang Yun I mentioned, which directly translate to soup balls. But it sounds like Tuang Yun, which means reunion in Chinese, and that is what um, the New Year's is all about: is reuniting with family, going back home, and spending time and quality time with family. In addition, the color red also has a great significance in the culture. Uh, Red red lanterns are hung up, red envelopes, which I'll get into later, 
or red po packets, pockets, um, however you say them. Red papers are hung on the doors and windows, and then some people uh, wear red clothing. So as we all know, there is uh, a zodiac sign that goes with each year. And this is similar to a horoscope in the Western culture, where horoscopes are one per month, but the zodiac is going to be for the entire year. And in order, so there are 12 animal signs in here. And in the order that it goes, it's rat, ox, ox, which is this year, tiger, rabbit, dragon, snake, horse, goat, monkey, rooster, dog, and pig. I won't go into detail about how that word came about, but you can definitely look that up. I'll link a link in the show notes so you can look that up. This here is the year of the ox, uh, which is new in Chinese. And as mentioned, there are 12 zodiac signs, therefore it repeats every 12 years. So this year would be anyone born in 1961, 1973, 1985, 1997, 2009, and of course anyone born in this year. So there's a phrase that talks about your birth year, which is called Beng Ming Nian, and that means the year that you were born, or any of the years that the ox comes back. And if you were born in those years, that would be your birth year. And you would think that it would be your lucky year because it's the year you were born. But it's said to be the unluckiest for you if it is your birth year. So if you're an ox, then it's going to be your unluckiest year. Many explanations is because that the Chinese believe that children can easily be taken by demons and it is your rebirth year. So things that go on in China during Chinese New Year, I'm just going to be going over a few of these things. Like I said earlier, people migrate home as family reunions. Um, this is a really big part of Chinese culture, family reunions is. And like I said, the younger generation who usually is working in the cities, um, away from their hometown, which are usually in rural villages, they tend to go back and visit their family, their grandparents and stuff. And around this time, flights are booked. Trains, buses are all packed. Literally, um, it leads to a mad rush of literally fighting for tickets. And I have not experienced this because I've never celebrated uh, Chinese New Year in China, but through movies and um, shows that I've watched, a lot of them show this in the movie or show. And the next thing is um, relatives. You know, when you go back, even in Western culture, we talk about um, holidays and during Thanksgiving or Christmas, parents will ask uh, questions, you know, how's school doing and stuff like that. But it's not that bad in America. In China, it is pretty bad. Not in a bad way, but it's just that having... Um, They'll question you about different things, you know. Having the family name passed down is one of the most important things in Chinese culture. So then parents or aunties and uncles, which is what we call anyone that is uh, directly 
aunts or uncles or even family friends will call aunties and uncles as well you know those in their 20s or just anyone who's not married um, that are around your age are most likely going to bombard you with questions such as do you have a boyfriend or do you have a girlfriend um, they'll ask you about how work is going, uh, what is your salary, and things like that. And if you are married, you'll probably get asked questions like, oh, when are you having your first kid? Or just questions that you do not want to answer. And that's just how Chinese culture is. And I can't speak for other Asian cultures, but um, even my mom uh, recently, you know, have been, has been asking me about if I have a boyfriend or if I'm if I'm talking to anyone and stuff like that and you know most of the times we just ignore the parents and laugh it off and stuff like that but it happens um especially around the holiday times and apparently in China if uh singles are desperate enough they will resort to hiring a fake boyfriend or girlfriend to take home with them just to please their parents and I feel like that is a very extreme case because obviously you don't see that um in the western culture in real life at least um there are movies out there about renting or just grabbing a stranger home with you just to please your parents so the next tradition that i want to talk about is something that little kids love um and that is getting red envelopes or red pockets or red packets um the literal translation is uh red packets you know it's just called red packets and what are in these you might ask um and what are these well red envelopes are what the elders give the younger generation and they usually have money in it um after you say your blessings and greetings and words of prosperity to your grandparents aunties uncles and your parents they will usually give you red envelopes stuffed with money cash um so you might be wondering when do I stop getting them or when do people have to start giving them out um for me it was after I went off to college because I wasn't home during this particular holiday granted we didn't really celebrate it in my house um if my dad was feeling generous that year I'd get like 50 bucks I don't remember getting money that often and I would say that it's safe to say that once you're married or people around your age are getting married is when you stop getting these red envelopes. Because at that point, you become the auntie or the uncle and little kids in the family will be asking you for the money. So one last thing kind of um, in traditions, I guess, and quite similar to when Western culture celebrates uh, celebrates. New Year's is fireworks and firecrackers. Fireworks are set off all over the country and can go for a whole week, um, but most likely you'll expect it for at least three days. But especially the night of New Year's uh, when the clock strikes midnight, there are a lot of fireworks and firecrackers set off. I have not seen them personally, but from movies, shows, and friends and relatives in China, the fireworks shows are grand, big, and breathtaking. The significance of the fireworks are that they are supposed to scare off the monsters and bad luck, bringing in good luck to the new year. Some superstitions or things that you shouldn't do around Lunar New Year's include not showering on New Year's Day, uh, sweeping or like throwing out the trash before the 5th of the New Year, 
This is to make sure that you don't wash or throw away the good luck of the new year. Um, something else includes getting a haircut, using scissors, knives, or sharp objects, arguing, swearing, saying unlucky words such as death or sickness, and breaking things. Also, some gifts are like bad gifts because they have some type of meaning behind it. An example of this would be gifting clocks. So gifting clocks in Chinese is sung, zung, which is a homophone for a phrase that means paying one's last respects, meaning they're going to die soon. So just superstitions and stuff, um, homophone and stuff like that, that giving clocks as a gift is not a good idea. So then going back to the no cleaning and sweeping topic, there is actually a dedicated day for that where you can clean and sweep and clean the house. And it's just a day before the spring festival where you are supposed to clean the house and sweep the bad luck away to make room for good luck. I guess this would be similar to Western culture's phrase of spring cleaning, but this has a little more significance and meaning behind it. I've never actually celebrated Lunar New Year's in China, but I really wish that I can have the chance sometime in the future, and hopefully in the near future, so that I can celebrate with my grandparents and family that are still in China. I'm sure it would be a lot of fun and I can learn more about my own culture. I guess enough about the holiday itself and a little bit more um, of me sharing some things about myself related to growing up Chinese American and maybe how this has affected me. But to be honest, growing up, my family never really did a lot of um, the traditional things as my dad is not a person to celebrate things. Holidays were like any other day for us. And to be honest, even on Thanksgiving and Christmas, we um, don't really celebrate as other families would. And what we usually would do is just um, go over to my uncle's house since they also had two kids. And my brother and I were really close to my cousins, which are the two kids. Um, well, I wouldn't say kids. They're all relative. We're all relatively the same age. Uh, when we all still didn't live at home, we'd all get dinner and then the kids would do their own things like play games and such. And the parents would go play like mahjong. If you know what that is, it's a traditional uh, Chinese I would say card, quote unquote, card game. So the adults would do that. The kids will play games and card games and stuff like that. I would get uh, red envelopes from my uncle, but my dad would always say not to take it. And not really sure why he said that. But to be honest, in my opinion, I felt like it was probably because he didn't prepare red envelopes for my cousin. I feel like if I lived with my mom, she probably would have celebrated it a little more traditionally. But like most things in Chinese culture, celebrating holidays usually just means eating lots of good food, buying the good seafood, such as crabs, crab legs, lobsters, and just making a lot of dishes and then ending up with a lot of leftovers for the week. Of course, the purpose behind it all is to spend time with family and just getting that quality time. I've only been back to China once since I was three, so I feel like I'm kind of distant with my own culture. But I would love to learn more about it. 
And I would say if there is a Chinatown near you, you may be able to get a little glimpse of how the environment may be around the holidays, but obviously it may not be as upscaled as it would be in China. So if any listeners are from China or have spent some time in China during this um, Lunar New Year's holiday time, please let me know your experience and how it was. This episode, instead of ending on um, a quote for today, I'm going to teach some phrases in Chinese to say to others as blessings and just wishing them a happy new year. Um, these will be blessings and greetings that you should say. The first one, obviously, will be happy new year. And that goes, 新年快乐. Happy new years. 新年快乐. And this next one is blessing for wealth and prosperity. Like that's literally what it is. 恭喜发财. And this is blessings for wealth and prosperity. 恭喜发财. And this next one is kind of a very general term as well. It just means happy spring festival. Like I mentioned, Chinese New Year can also be um, said as spring festival. So happy spring festival. 春节快乐 Sometimes you'll say specific blessings to uh, business owners or um, sometimes like there's special phrases that you would say to particular people. And this next one is, um, I would say to anyone who owns a business, owns a restaurant or anything, basically just wishing them that their business flourishes and wishing them a good year of business. And that is 生意兴隆生意兴隆 This just means hope your business will go well this year. And this next one is um, just wishing them that everything goes well this year. 旺事如意旺事如意 And then obviously there are many phrases that you can say to the elders that will make them so happy. Things about like making sure that they're, um, they get a lot of money in this new year or wishing them health through this new year. But this last word that I want to teach is, um, ox because this year is the year of the ox and that is new, new, that means ox. Thank you all for joining in today and learning a little bit more about Lunar New Year's with me. This is another one of those episodes where it's a little more personal as I share some topics about myself, my own cultural background, and a little of my upbringing. But I hope you all enjoyed and learned a little bit more about me and Lunar New Year's. Make sure to go follow me on Instagram at Let's Talk Whatever with two R's where you'll find updates on content for episodes. And if you have any suggestions on topics you would want me to cover, DM me over there, or you can also find my email on there. So once again, that's at Let's Talk Whatever with two R's on Instagram. Thank you all for tuning in today. That's it for today.